This is episode 93 of Unfolding Words, Finding Peace When Fear Reigns. My name is Antracia Moorings, and welcome to my weekly podcast, where I share biblical truth to offer light for your walk and life for your soul. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I know there are so many other podcasts that you could listen to, and I so appreciate that you tune in on a regular basis. So this week has been more than a month of quarantine for us here in Southern California. I know for some states it's been a little less, and our lock-in time, or I shouldn't say lock-in time, even though it sometimes feels like that. Our quarantine time has been extended to May 15th here in California, which means we have even more time indoors and facing uncertainty. And as the uncertainty increases and the news reports from various outlets sharing different news increases, Our fear can also. We have fear over finances, fear over employment, fear over whether we have health insurance or fear about what the future will look like after this is all over. And sometimes we can let that fear take hold of us and be the most prominent thing in our lives that's guiding how we're living our lives. But that's not how Jesus wants us to live. He doesn't want fear to be what is leading and guiding us. Instead, he wants his peace to be what grounds us and settles us. So today, this is something I want to look at, how Jesus's peace makes all the difference in our lives. And I'm going to be looking at John chapter 20, verses 19 through 20. And they read, on the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. The times that we're living in now with COVID-19, being quarantined, people that we personally know being affected by this, so many deaths and so many unknowns, fear is a constant, even for those who are the most strong among the bunch. And it's similar to what the disciples faced. With Jesus gone, they faced unknowns and fears, and they were locked behind a door just like many of us are. Let me give you a little background what's going on here. This is the close of the day on which the Lord had risen. The disciples had locked themselves away because many of them had almost been arrested with Jesus. They were fearful because of the Jews. The Jews were the Jewish authorities who were responsible for Jesus' death. So they gathered together in secret at night in fear behind locked doors. And this fear of the Jews was a natural reaction following Jesus's crucifixion because their shepherd was struck and the flock had been scattered. So the fear is valid. The authorities had already killed Jesus. They had seen him die. So it's very natural to understand why they were afraid. And there were charges that could have been held against them. Peter had already drawn attention to himself with the high priest because of what he had done in the garden of Gethsemane by chopping the soldier's ear off. And John was known to be among the disciples as well. He was known to be one of Jesus's followers. So out of fear of backlash from the authorities, the disciples barricaded themselves behind locked doors. 
And what I love is that though fear locked them in, Jesus Christ is not hindered by their fear or the locked door. Jesus passed through the door because we see that when the doors were locked, he came and stood among them. It says nothing about him even opening these doors. This showed that his resurrection body had powers that our normal bodies don't have, but his body still had the same human form and all the markings that his pre-cross body had. So the interesting thing is that the disciples didn't pray. They didn't seek God. They weren't asking for help from God. They didn't ask for a sign to ease their fears, but God knew just what they needed. He brought Jesus into their presence. And when Jesus came, his first words were, peace be with you. And this was a common greeting at the time. It was similar to the word shalom in Hebrew. But the words that Jesus spoke took on a deeper and a fuller meaning. It wasn't just a simple, hey there, or a hi. Peace be unto you. This well-known greeting included Jesus's presence right there in the middle of them. Peace was with them in bodily form, the peace of God and peace with God, which had been accomplished by Jesus' death on the cross. That's the peace that they got that day. They got a twofold peace. And whatever their previous failings were, whatever they did where they felt that they fought, that they fell short, such as Peter denying Jesus, all of that was washed away with Jesus coming into their midst and offering them peace. And in this section of scripture, we see that there's a rapid switch from fear to joy right away. And the reason was that the risen Lord spoke peace to them. The words peace be with you coming from Jesus showed them that his own peace that he offered to his disciples was now a reality. And it was important that Jesus showed them his hands and his sides, the markings of his death through crucifixion, because there could have been no doubt that this was indeed Jesus. And Jesus helped to banish their fears by showing them that he conquered death. Victory and peace was standing there in front of them. This is the message of the cross. Victory and peace is real. That's what Jesus was showing them. And the message of the cross declares that the peace which flows from your sin being pardoned, along with reconciliation, is offered to every single person. What we can learn from Jesus when he comes to the disciples after his crucifixion is that when fear grips, Jesus offers something else. Number one, we can learn that closed doors and global pandemics don't stop Jesus. Jesus was not stopped or hindered or discouraged by this closed door. And he's not discouraged or stopped by this global pandemic that we're all facing today. What we see before us looks bigger than Jesus. It looks bigger than anything we've ever conquered in our lives before. But Jesus wants us to know that he's bigger than anything that we're facing today. No matter the number of deaths that we see, and don't get me wrong, the amount of deaths that have happened is staggering and can actually cause a lot of fear. But Jesus is bigger than all of that. We can also learn that 
Jesus will come to you in the midst of fear. So how did the Lord transform his disciples' fear into courage? He came to them. They didn't have to go out to seek him because they didn't even know to do that because they didn't understand that he was going to be resurrected in the manner that he was. So he came to them. All of these men who were frightened were meeting behind closed doors. We don't even know if they had a plan, but Jesus came to them and he reassured them that peace was theirs. And that's the third thing that Jesus does when fear grips us. He reassures. That's what he did for the disciples. Not only did he come to them, but he reassured them. He showed them his wounded hands. He showed them the wounds in his side, and he gave them a chance to find out that it was indeed him who was their master, who was returning to give them what they needed at the time. But Jesus' wounds, him showing them his wounds is more than just proof of who he was. It was evidence of the price of salvation that he paid on the cross. And it was proof that man, including those disciples and us, could have peace with God. And our peace is found in the person, the work of Jesus Christ. We don't find peace in our bank account. We don't find peace in what the government is offering us. We don't find peace in peaceful news reports or in numbers going down of the incidents of people who are catching the COVID-19 virus. We don't find peace in any of that. What we find peace is in Jesus Christ himself. That's the only place where we're going to find true peace. And the fact that Jesus died for us, he rose from the dead in victory, and he now lives for us. That's a true evidence of our peace. And he comes to us understanding that we're fearful but he reassures us through his presence and through his word. And when Jesus saw that the disciples' fear had turned to joy, it was then that he could tell them the next plans for them. God can't share his plans for us when we're continually walking in fear. It's only when we move from fear to joy and trust in him. And the natural thing for us to do when we are feeling anxious or threatened is to sort of isolate ourselves, lock the doors, and to become focused on our own safety instead of what God is calling us to. And the promises in these scriptures is that Jesus cannot be stopped by our locked doors. Jesus cannot be stopped by global pandemics. Jesus cannot be stopped by anything. And today, Jesus is coming to you. He's coming to all of us, just as he came to the disciples on this day when they were fearful behind those locked doors. He came to them in their fear, in their pain, their confusion, in their doubt. And he comes to us in our pain, in our confusion, in our doubt. And he speaks peace. So today, if you find yourself anxious or fearful about what's to come. Maybe you have bills piling up. You lost your job. You don't know where you're going to get health insurance. We have to trust that God's peace will carry us through no matter what it looks like. So I pray that that was encouraging for you today. I know these are trying times, but we have to turn to the word to gain encouragement. So just a small announcement. 
Be sure to sign up for my email list at unfoldingwords.com. I share news there and some things that are going on. It was recently featured on the Moms Hustle Different podcast, and I was a teacher on the Soul Circles virtual study with me webinar recently. And those are the kind of things that I share in my newsletter. So if you want to keep abreast of what's going on, please be sure to sign up and I will see you back here next week where I'll be talking about the subject of how deception is used by women in the Bible. So I do hope that you'll tune in for that. Thank you for listening this week. And until next week, may God's word be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. God bless you.